Welcome to another episode of Trans-Tasman Gibberish with two mates, one living in the Gold Coast and one in New Zealand. Talk shit about what's current affairs in their respective places of home. Adam, joining me again, how are you, mate? Good, Matty. Yourself? You're well? Going very well. Going very well. I hear and see that you're not in the Gold Coast. I'm not. I'm doing as every good Australian does, and I'm taking a holiday to Bali. I love Bali. Yeah, I do too. I was here about six months ago, so back again. But this time I'm with four of my best mates. So it's it's four mates. It's just boys. So we're in a villa that is probably several levels above what we should be in. (laughs) And we're having a good time. Yeah. And you're not a drinker. So you're in Bali with the boys. Yeah. Look, I'm not a drinker. I haven't drunk since COVID. We've been. I think we might have discussed this before, but since COVID, I did the opposite of everyone else and decided I was gonna give the drink away. Fair enough. But I came back with a virtue to my, last night, where my first day in Bali with the boys was three shots of Anejo tequila <laughs> and about five or six bintangs, Ooh. and that should probably do me for a few days, and I might have another few beers later in the week. So we'll see how we go. How'd you feel this morning? Oh, I felt I, I felt great. I was actually oh, it was sort of spaced out. It wasn't like we we did it in two hours. Oh, okay. It was probably over the course of three or four hours. But oh, and we you know, it was yeah. I felt pretty good actually. Good, awesome. I was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> mate, you've got a bit of news. Tell me. I do, have, I do have some news, mate. Look, I was on the end of a very elaborate scam and nearly lost some moolah. Out of my bank oh, account. okay. Yeah, Did you win the so, Nigerian look, lotto? Look, put it this way. Being in finance, I should not be caught with this sort of stuff. But uh, I now understand how old grannies and people like dumb as myself might get caught up in it. But they, I think they really prey on you when you're just not concentrating. Like, you're just doing other stuff. And But anyway, do you want me, I'll tell you the, the quick rundown of what happened, right? Please so, do. So, the missus got a text from the IRD, which is the New Zealand Internal Revenue Department, right? So she sent it to me. I didn't think anything about it. I put it into my computer in the the URL. It came up and it looked very professional. New Zealand government said you have, you've got a refund from your tax. And I went, oh. And then down the bottom, it had all these, all the banks and you could press on the bank because they wanted to get your bank account details to pay you the money. And I'm like, oh, okay, this looks professional. Pressed on it. Entered in my password and etc. etc. Then nothing happened, and I'm like, oh. And I was in the middle of what? It was in the middle of the day, right? So I'm working. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Working along, and then all of a sudden I get these texts through, trying to make payments, and I'm like, Tasha's at work. There's no way Tasha's making payments here. So I rang up my bank straight away and said, look, I reckon I'm getting scammed here. I reckon I'm getting scammed. And they go, oh, no, that's, we'll have a look into it. Then I got a phone call, a separate phone call, from a guy posing as the bank's fraud department. Oh. Right? Very English accent, very professional. He's on there going, oh, I see you. They're trying to, you're trying to be scammed. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So I go back to the other. I was still on the phone with my bank. I said, oh, your fraud department are calling me. I go, oh, great, excellent, and hang up. So I'm talking to this bloke and they go, yep, yeah, I see you getting scammed. What we'll do is we'll send you a authentication code. You tell us the authentication code and then we'll cancel the payment. I'm like, hang on, this is weird. Then I was in my bank account 
seeing someone flick money between my accounts to get it into my checking account. So I'm flicking it back going, this is weird. Because I still hadn't really twigged that someone was in my bank account yet. So anyway, to cut a long story short, because it is a long story, I'm there going, the guy sends me the code and I said, it looks exactly the same as the payment authentication. This can't be right. He's going, oh no, Mr. Strang, this is how we, this is how we can cancel the payments, etc., etc." At the end of the day, I went, nah, nah, this isn't right. And I've hung up on him. Oh, no, sorry. I asked what his name was. He said his name's Malcolm Johnson. And, and I tried to look him up oh. on LinkedIn, couldn't see him. And then I went, nah, this From isn't ACD, right. From ACDC. ACDC, yeah. He's in the scan. They don't have enough money, apparently. Anyway, he's on a highway to hell. I've, yeah, <laughs> I was. Hey, mate, I was shaking, right? Cause I, this was bit, anyway, hang up on him and I ring my bank back up and say, do you have a Malcolm Johnson who walks in, works in your fraud department? They go, no. And I'm like, oh, shit, mate, I've been scammed. So in the end of the day, I didn't lose any money, thankfully. They had to put all my bank accounts on hold. I had to get a new card. I had to go through. I had to get someone out to clean my computer and all that. Although it wasn't hacked, it was a scam. The bank wanted me to clean the computer. But, mate, I was shitting bricks, mate. I was shaking. This is on a Friday, too. So half concentrating, half not. Mate, all I'm saying is be careful, everyone out there. It is... It was very professional, very elaborate. And it, look, if you're not concentrating, I can understand if you get done. I really can now. Wow, okay, there we go. A word a word from the wise. So mate, I should ignore that email from Nigerian Apple Podcast saying that uh, if we pay them, if we give them the bank details that will be a top 10 podcast in Nigeria. I know, I think that sounds fine. That sounds okay, fine. Okay, thank um, you, yeah, excellent. Because we've got nothing in our bank account, so I don't think it's going to harm us. We no, exactly, you, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, there you okay. go, eh? There wow, you go. Yeah. Very... Oh, hang on. So, yeah, very lucky to get away with that one, mate, it sounds. I'm very lucky, mate. I, if I'd lost the money that I could have lost, I would have been absolutely gutted, put it that way. Absolutely gutted. Yeah, I know. It's, it is a bit scary when people try and take your money. Usually it's just your wife and kids, but when it's someone outside the house, it's a bit scary. Yeah. yeah. Mate, why don't you tell us about the primary teachers? Fill us in. Oh, What's going on over there? Now, now, look, this is very close to my heart because as my beautiful wife, Natasha, is in her last and third and last year of primary school teaching at university. And just so to let everyone know how great she is, she just got an excellence for her prac. So I'm very proud of the young lady. Okay. Uh, but anyway, she's not going to listen. She's not going to listen to this. No, I'm going to make her listen to I'm, this one. God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so basically, when she finishes, what was going to happen when she finishes next year? She would have rolled onto the huge amount of fifty-one thousand dollars a year as a primary school teacher, working her ass off, basically. But thankfully, all the protests and and things, they've been able to get a ten grand pay rise straight away all the primary school teachers over here which is a great a great result for them and much deserved for the primary school teachers who work their butts off really happy about that for me there's nothing really controversial except to say about time hey, so we'll that's talk, great news did we talk, I think we talked last episode about the brain drain going from oh, yeah. New Zealand to Australia because of the discrepancies in pay especially from teachers perspective the teachers get paid quite well over here yep it's <laughs> I'm looking forward to the brain drain, meaning that we have to do a welcome to country for all the Maori teachers that come from New Zealand well, into Australia. Never, there's plenty mm. of Maoris over there now. There are, on the Gold Coast especially, <laughs> that being an ex-Gold Coaster. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Mate, look, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to send us down a little bit of a different path here. Oh, good. That uh, there's a career criminal, John William Goodwin. Sounds like a, a wonderful human being. He was caught with images and 186 videos of multiple naked women and teen girls having filmed them through the windows of their homes. So this guy is a true what? peeping Tom, right? And this Jeez. is the second time he's been arrested for it. He spent eight years in jail for this. He's come out. Eight years in jail. He's 51. He has been caught with 186 videos with women between the ages of 15 and 49. There were 12 victims oh. in total, right? They were the yeah. fully or partially naked. Yeah. So how frightening is it that someone could be standing outside your window doing this? Have you ever for once thought that someone could be looking in your windows? Why? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the next question. Why? That's the next question. Mate, he's, he even had... A, he had... The victims range from school-aged teen girls in their uniform uh, yeah. to a yep. heavily pregnant woman. So he's got a vast, Where does your fetish um, end? Where does your fetish end? He likes a smorgasbord by the sounds of it. A bit of a buff. He, he does. Look, these sort of people should be eliminated from this earth. Seriously. <laughs> they're, rewired, they're wired incorrectly. And this is where survival of the fittest should work out and we should all beat the shit out of them. And they should go away. It's, it's I think. crazy, isn't it? It's just sick. And to think you've got a daughter, I've got a daughter, to think that someone is staring in the window checking out your daughter, yeah. let alone your wife, is gives me the creeps, basically. So listen to this. He also he made twenty two videos of a teenage girl with the majority of her being naked. He attended Ugh. another house on thirteen occasions and made thirty three videos of a sixteen year old in school uniform laying on her bed playing with a toy or sitting at her desk studying. In March 2021, he made 34 videos and images of a woman while she was in her child's bedroom. Mate, this guy, it was like a full-time job for this guy. Absolutely. I was going to say, what does he do for a job? Because this is a big hobby. Seriously. Yeah. It's abhorrent, mate. It's just... So it says here, he's been ordered, the psychiatric report's been ordered... And to be made available to the court before Goodwin's sentence can proceed. Ordered. So you know what's going to happen here, aren't I, you? You know what's going to happen, aren't you? Uh, you know what's going to happen. He's going to plead right? insanity yeah. and he's going to go Correct. to a hospital. Yeah. Correct. Which is bullshit. He yeah. needs to be yeah. hung, drawn, and quartered in Martin Place or wherever the yeah. hell that yeah. happened. Seriously. Crazy. What, what, why do we as a society put up with that shit? I don't yep. understand why. Yep. And I know I can go the other way and fascists, etc., etc., but. Seriously, when it's that cut and dry, they've already been done for it. A couple of chances on... That's just Don't get me wrong, I don't want the three strikes rule from California where you could... The third strike might be stealing a piece of bread. But this has yeah. got consistent, shit, abhorrent behaviour. Got to nip that in society's bud, honestly. Yep. Yeah, agree. Agree. Yeah, Fucking not good ridiculous. at all. Not good at all. Anyway, we've taken it down a little notch, but... Oh, mate. mate you know which button depresses what, me, don't you? What about the mega meat <laughs> raffles? What about the mega meat raffles going oh, on over there? See, look, I was trying to go feel good. This primary school teachers and meat. Look, I did not even know that in New Zealand they did the meat raffle because it's such an Australian institution. Yes, the RSLs and the the surf clubs and the bowls clubs, of course. 
and I read this article and just it just made me feel like a buck box of fluffies really the meat raffle this is down in Blenheim which I don't know if you know that area it's in the Marlborough region so just if you get the if you get the ferry south from Wellington to the top of the South Island that's yep. where basically Blenheim is it's a couple of hours from Nelson and uh, it's the uh, I want to I want to call this out where is it here it's the Springlands Tavern I just want to say congratulations Springlands Tavern mega meat raffle over a hundred drawers, separate drawers of meat trays, and can be worth up to four thousand dollars. This is per week. Now this Jesus is what Christ. I think. I know it's. A, it, hey, how it much money the are they making? From, how much money are they making from the fucking raffle? They don't. They plough it back into the meat raffle. They said so. They're making all the money from the booze and the food, right? When they yeah, sell it that night. But how good is that for a community to do? I reckon that's. I think it's an amazing community thing to do that the meat rather get everyone together and get them excited by a bit of meat. Absolutely, mate. Watched the State of Origin game one the other week and won the meat raffle at the pub I was at. Oh, at least you it won was, something. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice to win something. It was one of the worst meat trays I've ever gotten. Oh, it was really? two what was in it? like offcuts of steak. Oh. It was a pack of ten rissoles. It was oh. a couple packs of thick cut bacon, which wasn't bad, and yeah. twelve eggs. Twelve eggs. So it was twelve eggs in the meat tray. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really a breakfast meat. It tray, was well, really, we made wasn't it? we made our hamburgers. We yeah, made hamburgers yeah. with the rissoles and fed the steak <laughs> to think... the dog, which is what it was really all it was for. <laughs> it was like a chuck steak, was it? it? Yeah, it was not good steak. A gravy steak. You got to sit it in some gravy for twelve hours before you can oh, eat yeah. it. Delicious. At least you fed it to the dog and hopefully nearly killed you. You don't like your dog, do you? Uh, look, I'm not a huge fan of my dog. <laughs> I'm not a huge Tried fan to kill of my with dog. The chuck steak. <laughs> Mate, the secret's yep. out. The secret's out. What secret? Right? Oh, no. So there's Which a US one? couple. That, listen, there's a US couple. <laughs> tell me if you can answer this question. All right. There's a US couple that credit unusual living situation to marriage success. What unusual... Oh, living Jesus. situation do you think would equate to marriage success go uh, separate separate houses 100 <laughs> percent. a woman has revealed a woman has revealed the secret to her successful marriage oh, living in no. separate apartments oh my god so these two tied the knot in september 21 <laughs> they've been together for six years and while many would move into the same house they decided not to move in right because the husband and his son were both allergic to cats. So she wouldn't get rid of her cat. And so yeah. they live 38 minutes away from each other. 38 minutes? Yeah, they don't even live like it's around the corner. They live 38 minutes away from each other. Oh, God. So do you not think they would have talked about this before they got married? You would think so. But even after the son's gone off to university, they've maintained the arrangement. It works really well. Having separate houses 40 minutes away from each other, where you could almost have a separate life. It's different postcodes, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So, what about hang that? On. That's. Is this, I don't know anyone that does that. I've heard of people no. sleeping in separate beds, but that's usually because someone's in the doghouse or whatever it is, but not separate apartments. Yeah, look, I think that you've got to have your own space. 
Yeah. But I think that's taking it to the extreme. Yeah. Do you, Mate, I mean, social do you media have... social media has gone berserk. What social media? Berserk <laughs> about oh, this. Really? Right. So there's people if... out there abhor... yeah. not liking it. I don't understand the reason for getting married then. Why not just stay single? At any rate, <laughs> it's going to be easy to cheat, one woman stated. One woman stated. Okay. Fuck me. Give me a oh, break. Jesus. So, like, separate apartments. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a separate apartment. Do you have a separate hey, apartment? No, I don't. But you know how you and I are really big on the Zodiac and we love and we really believe heavily in star signs and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A new survey, and I'm just I'm rolling here. A new survey has revealed <laughs> the star sign most likely to have spontaneous sex. Yep. Do you know what it is? It's got to be Sagittarius. I'm just gonna. Fu- oh my god. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I'm a Sagittarius and I don't know any other stars. It says so, here. Yeah. It says here. You mentioned Sagittarius. Yeah. Nearly half of Sagittarians, meanwhile, admitted yep. to planning intimate time with their partner in advance. So yep. you're a you're a yep. planner. We're planners. You're a planner. Yeah. We're also apparently creative, very good at sport, and we're travellers. Which one? So it's a Gemini. It's the Gemini's, mate. The Gemini's don't plan. Gemini. They, they get horny when they get horny, and oh, they're just ready. They're ready to throw down. They're big on it. So men of all the star signs are more likely to organise when to have sex. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Do you know why, why men have to organise to have sex? Because most of the time, because if we didn't we organise tr- to have sex, we'd never have it. Absolutely. <laughs> and even when you organise to have sex, you don't always get it as well. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon. I you're probably think. safe to. You're probably safe. If you've organised it, you're probably safe to belt one out beforehand, just in case. I. I but that would help you to, so you don't pre-come as well if you're banging beforehand. It does. Beforehand. It, it does. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. Apparently, I've read a scientific You've read that? article about You've it. You've read yeah. that? Yeah, I read Mate, about what, that. what about what about the World Test Championship? What do you think of that? Can I? So, great, we're on to sport because there's two sporting things I want to talk about. One's the World Test Championship. Firstly, couldn't give a fuck. The World Test Championship is the biggest load of shit. I like being able to argue who's the best in different conditions, etc., etc. I'm old school. If it was for me, you'd play three tests in India, three tests in Australia. That's the world test champion, right? And that's to take nothing away from my Kiwis who won the first one. I don't give a fuck that we won the second one. I really don't care. I think playing a one-off test match to see who the best test team is after two years, is that's not what test cricket's all about. I think playing it at the Oval, which to be fair, hasn't been a great place for Australia to play in the past, but poor, you know what? I hate feeling sorry for India, but they were never going to win. No. It's not a spinning, turning wicket. They, could, they couldn't doctor the pitch. <laughs> That's one thing. But they didn't even pick Ashwin, who is, yeah. to be fair, the best spinner in the world. They didn't even pick him in the yeah. World Test Championship. Yeah, it was, a, an odd, it's, it's, it was an odd move. It's ridiculous. Look, I think it, two minds about it in terms of how it's going to go for Australia for the Ashes. Like, I'm thinking it's good for the confidence. We've won at the Oval for once. And I all think that. that's but good for the Ashes coming up. I agree with that. You do? You yeah. do think? Yeah. I just don't want us to get complacent now that we think we can win in England because this team's a little bit brittle, I think, our Australian side. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Travis Head, though. 
How good's he? He's, he's come good the last couple of years, oh, hasn't he? Mate. Mate, he's good. We need to drop Warner, I think. What do you reckon about that one? Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. I wouldn't have brought him on this. I would have dropped him when he was injured and just said, yeah. sorry, mate, you're done. Yeah. I don't like yeah. I don't like it how he's quite presumptuous and saying, I'm going to play the next this and that and then I'm going to retire. He's an it's just, it's, prick. It seems it's just a little presumptuous, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's... Look, to be fair, he's been a great servant to Australian cricket. Everyone loves to hate him. The Kiwis absolutely hate him. And I see why. Because he can rub you up the wrong way. He, yeah. he plays a very aggressive, arrogant style of cricket, which has been, unfortunately, I think, Australia's go-to for a while. What do you... Th- Actually, get, ask me, answer me this. Pat Cummins, what's the feeling about Pat Cummins in Australia? Especially after the Oh, Langer I think he's a bit thing. of a... That's, that's been swept a lot under the carpet. Yeah. I think that his role in that has really not been scrutinised much at all here. No. And I think it's probably should have been. Yeah. Look, I think he's a great player. I think he's the best option at the moment to be captain for now. I don't yep. know who else could be captain. Maybe maybe Travis Head could be captain, but probably yeah. not. I don't know who not, else could be yet. captain, to be honest. Steve uh, Smith's the only one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, mate. I think that... I think he's universally loved here. I think that the whole Langer thing was swept under the carpet and this was became more a Langer issue than a team issue, you know what I mean? I think that... Yeah. And he seems to have now... Like, he's truly back involved. He's commentating. Yep. He's having a lot to do with the players. He's interviewing them. So it mustn't have been as bad, really, as what it was all reported to be. I agree, mate. Look, I've heard from some my deep sources within Australian cricket that even from when he's playing days, he was a very Jekyll and Hyde sort of character. You never knew which Justin Lange you'd get. Whether yep. you get the angry, intense one or the less intense one, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So I think he did a wonderful job when we had that... Over the sandpaper gate crap, yeah. Which, I, yeah, which we won't get into that tonight, but which was the biggest over exaggeration of anything I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, yeah, but he was the right person for the job, and I think Tim Payne was at the time as well. And they got us back on track. And I think as long as we don't, I don't like us being overly aggressive, I don't like that. And I know a lot of people around the world, and especially the Kiwis, don't like that. But I, I like that we still need to have that edge, and as long as we keep that edge. And that real attacking cricket, I'm happy, pretty much. It's funny, though, Whitey, people were going on about how badly behaved the Australians were, etc. A few Kiwis here, and then I pointed to the disciplinary record over the past two, two, three years, and New Zealand are very much near the top on the disciplinary record. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for dissent and for telling batsmen to go away, and yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> funny, yeah, look, I think that, I think that we've... As a globe, we've become very soft when it rega- in regards to competitiveness, and I think that I think that it's gladiatorial. Sports gladiatorial, and I think that you yep. you can't take that out of it. I think the moment that you take out that combative, gladiatorial aspect of it, then the competition is worse for it. And I think that's what I've always loved about Australian sport is that we. We may not, and I'll go back to rugby back in the '90s and in the '80s when it was at mm. its height, and where we were yep. the little, always that little engine that could. And yep. from '84 through to '99, 
was essentially a real golden age of Australian rugby. And it was, we were always that underdog that really played above its weight and really played hard, but played fair. And I think that, I don't think anything the Australian cricket team, there might have been the occasional time where they really pushed the envelope where it went a little bit too far. But I think that just because you do something better than another team doesn't mean that it's wrong. Agreed. Because they're all 100%. doing it, right? It was just that Steve Waugh was way better at the mental disintegration than anyone else. And yeah. if other teams couldn't be as good at it, then that's not our fault. And I think I, that annoyed me a little. That was the case. I 100% agree, mate. And yeah. people who say the All Blacks are angels are just having a laugh. They yes. are excellent at that. That yes. just doesn't get put under scrutiny and they're put on a pedestal for it, which is, is that hypocritical? 100% I reckon it is. Hundred percent. Correct. Correct. So yeah. So that that sorry, that gladiatorial bit you're talking about. I think that's why rugby's losing its luster. I really do. And that's where rugby league's got to be very freaking careful on how they manage that gladiatorial side of the sport because rugby league NRL is not for everyone, and it shouldn't be for everyone. It's for a bunch of psycho psychos who love smashing each other at the highest level. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's a, it's a very it's a slippery slope when we start saying that we start pandering to the lowest common denominator or the or the, or the minority. I think we really I think but the globe in general really caters to the minorities, right? So it's whoever yep. is the minority, they scream the loudest and oh. they always get what they want. And I think that you I think that you you have a choice as to whether your child plays or doesn't play or competes or Absolutely. doesn't compete in anything. And if, if you choose to be involved then there's certain expectations that come with that. And if you're not happy with it, then don't play. But if you want to play, then commit to that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We could talk all day about that. But I think that, (laughs) I think you've got something else you want to talk about. Oh, what else have I got? Mate, I think you want to talk about Origin. I don't really want to talk about Origin, but I'm pissed off again. What are you pissed off about? Firstly, we had a number seven in the squad. Yeah. Who has been one of the best players in the past two years. And we just piss him off yep he should have been next in line Mitchell Moses is an okay player he yep. tore up a terrible Bulldogs I didn't even I watched the replay I only watch replays now of my teams because I don't bother yeah I'm waiting for the five-year rebuild I'll, I'll watch it again in 2030 whatever it is it's um, very clever very clever <laughs> and then they choose what's his name Utikamanu on the interchange yep. yep when you've got someone like Who's the Penrith guy? Lenu. Yeah, Just, I don't know how I don't know how Spencer Lenu didn't get picked. Did they say that there's no more Penrith players now? I think that Come might on. be it. I think that might be it. But thank God they didn't pick Adam Reynolds and and Cody Walker. Thank God. But I just feel I don't think Mitchell Moses is an Origin player. I honestly, don't think he is. I yeah, think Nico look, Hines uh, is. Did you see the game that Nico Hines played against the Melbourne Storm on the weekend? No, but I heard he had a bludger. Mate, he was, it was a- he had a really bad game prior to Origin. Yeah. And he's had a really bad game. That was just a, a bad game. And I think that what's happened is that he's obviously been the best player in the game for t- almost two years now. The issue I have with Nico Hines, and I was one of the guys that was saying that he should definitely be yeah. selected. Yeah. But none... 
Cronulla haven't beaten a top eight team in two years. So all no. last season they didn't beat a top eight team. They've no. not beaten a top eight team this year yet. Yeah, no, and, I get that. Yeah. And it's and so it's what's going on here? And it's he was bad, and I just think it, I, the, th- the I think the bigger question is I don't know whether we touched on it before. Why was he selected for game one? Because he was not going to play. Exactly. Because it's quite obvious that he wasn't playing because he only went on when Turbo got hurt. That's right. So what was Lowell going to be? So we had a three-man bench, basically. Three-man bench. Ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. And you know what? Uh, That's fine, but I think if you put Nico Hines behind that New South Wales pack... I think that negates the Cronulla argument a little bit because yes. if Nico Hines played behind that pack in first origin, I reckon we win it. We had that much ball. Yeah, just we think, just... We... It's just annoying. I just hate it. I'm just... I've been watching since 1980, since I was six years old, and the same shit happens nearly every year, and I'm so sick of watching the same movie, as Phil Gould says. Same old movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, am I going to watch Origin Two? I don't know. So it's way past your bedtime, as we learnt last time. <laughs> it's well past my bedtime. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look. I'm in Bali. The game is actually on the night that I fly out. Oh. So I think that we should be able to watch some of the game. Yeah. And I'm hoping we'll. I'm hoping the game is done enough that there's a result that I know getting onto the plane, what's happened. Yeah, yeah Queensland will win, no matter which way it goes. Queensland yeah. will win this by a mile. I, God, I just I hope don't... Not. I have no faith in Mitchell Moses at all. Really? No. No. Yes, he tore up a terrible marker centre defence of Bulldogs on the weekend. Terrible. Did you see the holes? You could have got the Titanic through those holes. It yeah, it's torrent. the Bulldogs are terrible. Let's oh, be honest. I know the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are terrible. It's annoying, isn't it? He's the only thing. Mitchell Moses does have a pretty good kicking game. I don't know. Maybe it'll be enough. I, look, the New South Wales team's still pretty good. Latrell comes back in. The New South Wales team is still good. It's and we can't win with Nathan Cleary. <laughs> we can't win with Nathan Cleary. So what difference does it make whether he's there or not? Let's see if we can be dominant and maybe take advantage of it. I don't know. You still think that Queensland are going to win in Queensland, oh, right? The Queensland's got pretty much the same team, right? Yeah. Munster, Cherry Evans just controls the game. So everyone's saying how good Munster was, right? And he's a freak. But Cherry Evans was just controlled the game, controlled the kicking game, controlled the defensive line. Just, And he's one of your Manly players. I wish he'd play a lot for Manly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not ideal. It's no. not ideal. How, how about those Warriors, hey? Those Warriors yeah. are going great. Yeah, they seem to be. Hey? Just, they um, seem to be. Stuffed up Croker's party, sucked in Canberra. I do Croker, though. He should have he should have played 20 Origins, Jared Croker. Yeah, he's a good player. He's unlucky. he's unlucky in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he really oh, absolutely. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. But the Warriors, mate, I'm telling you, for all those Warriors fans out there, top eight this year, I reckon, guys. I think you guys are looking good. Nah, You've they can't it put it together for the whole season. Neither can Manly or the Bulldogs. So don't worry about it. Manly will. Manly, they're going to win the comp. Haven't you read? Oh, didn't you read? I've read the script. Manly win the comp this year. No. Nah. 
I reckon well, Cowboys. Mate, Cowboys Jet, when, when, we, when we speak next, the Ashes would have started. Oh yes, the Ashes, which is a bit exciting. When does that start? When does that it start? starts what on day? Friday? Starts Friday. this Friday. Couple of days. So it's uh, it's very exciting. It starts on the sixteenth. Oh, I'm so scared and of baseball. So scared. No, of I'm, I'm looking Come forward on, to it. Yeah, yep. I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's going to be fun. Looking forward to being an obnoxious Australian here in Bali, watching the Ashes at some CD <laughs> pub. <laughs> there won't be many of right, over there. There won't be many CD Australians in a pub watching the cricket at all. Uh, no, there won't be. They'll, they'll be all. <laughs> they'll be all down the beach, beach drinking two dollar bin tanks. Oh, pro- hmm. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh gosh! Hey, yeah. I want to give a shout out to another one of our sponsors. Okay, Mark, Mark, Big Dog Simmons, and the team at Anytime Fitness. G'day, how are you? Love your work. Love the gym. Get down there, everyone. Anytime Fitness Takapuna, love it. Wow, we're giving plugs now. Yeah, I'm giving. I give plugs to all the people I like. Do you get anything? Are you getting anything for this, or are we just no, giving away free nothing. stuff? Nah, nothing. I get oh, what a good I guy. Want, what a guy. I don't want anything. I don't want, I yeah. don't need Look, for anything in this world, Whitey. I don't need for uh, anything. I've I don't have lots. a plug for anyone. I'll give a plug to I I've got a plug actually. He's a plug, Adam Strain. Yeah. He's been <laughs> fucked around by his co host on several occasions trying to record this episode <laughs> while I'm in Bali trying to trying to enjoy myself. And uh, and we got there in the end. <clears throat> I oh, reckon I, that's I just... a <laughs> Go, sorry. Nah mate, you go. I oh, know. I just I appreciate you you're doing the podcast from Bali, mate. All your mates are out surfing anyway, or at the pub, aren't they? Uh, no, they're you? playing pool. They're playing pool on oh, okay. up the other end. But oh, yeah, I got yeah. a, my son's playing in his in his school rugby league grand final tonight, so he's about to Ooh. kick off in in about thirty minutes. So he's playing oh. Kebra Park. So it's Marymount oh. versus Kebra Park. Keep which, if big. anyone knows, yeah. Kebra Park is a huge rugby league school. It would be similar to one of the Auckland GPS schools for rugby perspective. This didn't, is Kebra, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they didn't, go today. Um, they didn't, didn't Benji Marshall play for Kebra? Yep, there's been David yeah. Fafita played for Kibra. There's a few oh, wow. uh, few kids that played for Kibra. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's quite a good breeding ground. <laughs> so is we'll, he five um, eight? Is Luke five he's eight? He's playing seven, I think. Oh, he's playing so, seven. Yeah, so he's the world's tallest seven. What's <laughs> so, gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> Who are some tall so, sevens? I can't. The only tall halfback I can think of was that South African dude back in the nineties. What was his name? Used Van Tyson. Used Van Tyson. Yeah, he, he was, was tall. quite tall, wasn't he? Yeah. Are there any other yeah. tall halfbacks? Jake Arthur, the new Jake manly Arthur. seven. What a player! <laughs> Old jobs for the boys, Arthur. Oh my god! Seriously, yeah. that can't be the best buy Manly's ever had. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's better than Cooper Johns. Oh, I know. It's a better a buy than a, Cooper Johns. He's a bit of a plonker, Cooper Johns, isn't he? Yes, he is a plonker. <laughs> Sorry, going back to your son, are they favourite? Who's is Kibra high? Favorite? Oh no, Kibra, Kibra will be favourite. Although Marymount did draw with them in the round robin, so we'll yeah, okay. we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's going to be streamed live on community oh. TV. I had to join the the Gold Coast Bulletin and pay my five dollars so that I could watch yeah. my son play footy, oh, and I'll great, be swiftly cancelling that at five o'clock tonight. Great, great newspaper, Gold Coast Bulletin. Yeah, absolutely. Great. It might be good for the podcast actually. <laughs> I'm thinking. I was just thinking that might be worth the five dollars. Yeah, yeah, you got that that fitness place at Takapuna wants to sponsor us for five dollars yeah. a month. They can pay for Any, my bulletin. Anytime fitness, beautiful. Anytime fitness at Takapuna. <laughs> if they want to come up with five dollars, which is probably seven dollars fifty New Zealand a month, and uh, they can sponsor the bulletin subscription. 
I was going to yeah. say the bulletin prescription that can. <laughs> I think five Australian dollars equals about a thousand New Zealand dollars. Okay, yeah, yeah. There, uh, there it's you not go. much. It's, it's pretty it's good. A small outlay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, up there at Anytime Fitness, just up the fees for one A Strang, and he can cover the he can cover the shortfall. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it, mate. I think we're jubbering now. This is a good place yes. to leave it. <laughs> We're okay. talking absolute it's, it's, bollocks. It's been um, an absolute pleasure. As usual, mate, as usual. And Look, have a good time in Bali, mate. Don't, will do. um, don't drink too much and then go surfing or see any no, sharks. No, nothing or... like that. No. No? Oh, good. Nothing like... I think the next, maybe the next episode we can talk about the guy in Egypt that got eaten by the tiger shark. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, okay. Let's keep okay. that one clean. Let's, let's then, do that uh, one up the sleeve. It's a pretty brutal I look, stuff. I won't look it up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cool. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure talking shit with you yet again. <laughs> Episode three, we're running through them now. Who'd oh, have thunk it? Smashing it. Mate, uh, thanks so much. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Tell your friends and subscribe to Trans Tasman Gibberish to hear more of this absolute bullshit. <laughs> Cheers, Whitey. Cheers, listeners. Cheers, mate. Okay. Bye.